the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. On this week's episode, we have a little peanut gallery. You might hear some laughs in the background. Also, we cover all things NCAA tournament. Talk a little WBC and NBA at the end. It's going to be a good time. Stay with us throughout. Thanks for listening. It's Bro Storm Sports with your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring Intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into Bro Storm Sports. It is Monday, March 20th. We're coming off a wild weekend of March Madness. We're coming to you live from the Bro Storm Sports studios. I'm joined tonight by our good friend Nick. And intern P is back in action, back from Florida on his trip. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? We're doing well, Sasha. We're doing well. I'm glad to have intern P back. Um, it was rough last week having you and your uh, brother. I felt like by far the dumbest person on the pod, so I'm just glad to have intern P back. Yeah, it's it's good to be back, you know, uh, being the dumbest on the podcast now, just letting uh, the relief off of Nick over here. I am a little under the weather here, so... I'm really battling through it for you guys, so please give me my flower shot. Sounds good. The weather is on top of P. Uh, so, first of all, March Madness, the first weekend, there's always a lot of there's always a lot of fun to be had with the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, wall to wall basketball, all four days. So, how did you guys take in the weekend? We'll start with you, Nick. So, I I'd say since. Even college, I've always taken off that first Thursday, Friday. is always on, uh, you know, spring break. But now that I'm working, graduated, by the way, got my degree. Yeah, about 15 years ago. But thanks for the update. But <laughs> just, just so you know, and with that, um, I actually took the days off um, and went down to New Orleans. So we watched... Um, Watched a little ball down there. Went down to Bourbon Street on Thursday, which was pretty wild. Um, which was a great time because you get all the walks of life, everybody around there. I tried to watch as much basketball as I could while still, uh, you know, just drinking as heavily as you're supposed to on Bourbon Street. So watched a lot of games. Uh, saw a few fans from different teams, which is always fun. Uh, talked a lot of shit. Saw some guy face plant at about 3 p.m., which was great. Um, heard a lot of good music, but what a weekend of basketball. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Intern P, what did you get into? Um, I watched a lot of games in Florida. I lost, being the best better on the podcast, I lost a lot of bets. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, way too many than I wanted to, but watching the KU game, I was at the bar, almost shed a couple tears. I'm not going to lie. I was very sad, um, but it, it's it's so fun to watch all these games. I'm a really big college basketball fan. It's it's fun watching all these upsets and watching the Cinderella teams like Fairleigh Dickinson, Furman, and then uh, Princeton making a Sweet 16 run. It's really fun to see, even though Princeton's already a household name. They're just not a big basketball school, you know? Yeah. There were a ton of upsets this weekend. It was, and that was my mistake as well. I bet on so many favorites, just lost, just loser after loser. It was brutal. So just spending money at the bars, losing money to my bookie. What a what a yeah. great weekend! I, I fired up the DraftKings account for the weekend as well. Uh, popped about two fifty in there. Uh, that was gone by midday Friday. So I I did the discipline thing and did not reload it. And, and called it good. I also did not set up an account with Nick's bookie. Um, and, and that was a smart decision as well, because I would probably owe him about a thousand dollars now. So I could have used that referral fee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, it's always good to have the referral fee, uh, but you brought it up fairly Dickinson. I think that's the biggest story of the weekend. Um, I, I thought it was really fun watching that game unfold because a couple five years ago, I guess now, when Virginia lost to the, the lights are on, P. It's working. Yeah, I know. Well, my, I know my mic's 
lights okay, on, fine. nobody's home. Yeah. So, anyways, sounds uh, like me on a Saturday. When night. UMBC beat Virginia, it was it wasn't a close game. Uh, they won by twenty. Uh, UMBC did, right. and like I was sitting in the bar during that Fairleigh Dickinson Purdue game. You've got four games on, like kind of all over the place. You're talking to your high school baseball coach, your high school football coach. You don't know what's going on around you. You're not really paying attention to the games. But then all of a sudden you look up and there's like three or four minutes left and you're like, oh, crap. Fairly Dickinson might actually beat Purdue. And everybody in the entire bar starts paying attention to that game and like rooting every time something good happens for Fairly Dickinson. And it was just a really fun atmosphere and experience to watch that unfold. That is awesome to see when you know, a group of strangers come together to root for that underdog. You can feel it. The, I mean, just the energy in the, in the bar, wherever you're watching it, that picks up, but that was, yeah, that, that was incredible. Having a 16 seed, you know, take down a one seed again, uh, always a blast. And then you had the, you know, Princeton one in as well. So you had that 15 seed as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest winner here is Arizona in all this. Uh, they got completely let off let off the hook here. Uh, they were going to be the biggest, you know, upset team, and then all of a sudden Purdue comes in, and you know it really wasn't a fluke. You know, how some of these games, you know, you kind of win one out of ten, but I think that Fairleigh Dickinson team they win three out of ten times against that Purdue team. Those guards for Purdue just they looked lost. There are a couple freshmen, Fletcher Lawyer, and then uh, I don't remember the other dude's name, but. They just couldn't shoot. And then Zach Eady, they were just swarming him. Four, three, five, ten guys on him. I don't think he's ever seen a five, ten guy in his life. Uh, Short King stand up. I really uh, – I love that for them. Uh, the coach was electric. He's probably – I heard he's going on Good Morning America tomorrow. Uh, he's, a, he's a new cult classic superstar. Yeah. Uh, he, that's like having uh, you know a sixth-grade team beating a JV basketball team. You really think they could do it three out of ten times? I, I really do. They Zach Eady, I mean, okay, obviously they get to game plan here, but if you play that same team again, I think they're winning three to ten, three, ten times. Yes, That's a hot take, that. I don't agree with you at all, uh, but I love it. The thing that I found interesting about it, well, two things. First of all, Fairleigh Dickinson got in on a technicality. They didn't even win their conference tournament. Uh, Mary Mack was the transitional team that couldn't go. And then also, like, I was listening to some of that Fairleigh Dickinson Texas Southern play-in game on the radio, and the announcers the whole time were just talking about how much better the Texas Southern players were than the FDU players, and that it was just a masterful coaching job by Tobin Anderson is his name, Um, which is crazy to say, like, they're playing Texas Southern, who's also a 16 seed, and a According to these guys, their personnel is not as good as them, and then they go out and beat Purdue the next game. So uh, it was a wild ride. Uh, interesting to see for sure. Um, and, yeah, Arizona was a little let off the hook. I'm sure they don't feel like the biggest winners in this situation, though, uh, being that they went home early and uh, they were probably expecting to make a deep run. Right. <clears throat> Purdue, for sure. It was, it was a hilarious just seeing all those three guys swarm Edie, though. And it is funny just to see three little guys just doing like the the Chiefs carousel play around them, just not letting them get the ball on the ground, not doing anything. And then the the guards just blew it. I mean, they missed so many open shots. I didn't even look up what their percentage was from three, but it had to be just atrocious. Yeah, I heard some. You know how they say like we're too big. Like you know you can't. You're like. You- we're too little. Like, they were legitimately <clears throat> too little for them. Too little for them. Yeah, it's good analysis. Um, just overall, like, looking at the games, every, everybody who advanced to the Sweet 16 played two games this weekend. Is there any team that stood out as maybe the most impressive team as the of the weekend to you guys? I mean, I think I've got two for the weekend. If you look at not just um, Thursday, Friday, but then all the way through Sunday. Yeah. I think, I mean, Alabama really took care of business. And I thought they looked good as the one seed as they should. Um, but then the other one I didn't expect, mainly because although P's the best gambler right now, he, typically once he mentions a team, they fall off the map. So Creighton, though, looked incredible, especially in their last game. 
playing against Baylor, they shot like 46% from three, which is just insane. But I thought they looked really good yeah. as well. I felt like Baylor had zero interest in preventing Creighton from scoring a basket when they played defense. Like, literally, you're trying to come back, you're 10 points down at the half, and every single time Creighton has the ball, they score. Like Baylor, Baylor's defense was atrocious in that game, but Creighton did look good. Their offense was good. They were getting a lot of open looks, and they were knocking them down. So uh, more power to Creighton, and now they've got Princeton, so they've got a good chance to be in the Elite Eight with a chance to knock off San Diego State or Alabama to go to the Final Four. Well, they definitely won't be yeah. Alabama, so we're not worried about that. My, uh, I just feel so good with my Creighton bet. I just, uh, you guys are giving me the most crap I've ever heard of any pick in my life. I'm getting people on the streets telling me, why do you like Creighton? Why do you like Creighton? Exactly. I'm at a bar and some guys are coming up to me like, oh, Creighton. I'm like, dude, but where legit. They shoot it well. What was your Creighton bet? Uh, I got a future on them plus 3,000. So it's like 10 bucks to do what? So you're going to lose to win the natty. So don't feel too good about it. No, I mean, I, I technically could cash out, but cash out's for wimps, dude. I would never cash out. What do you out. think you could cash, that you out, cash for out, right out for right now? Yeah. I bet it's like 16 bucks. I'd take like it. Seven. I know you would. You guys are haters. It's fine, though. But the team I really love that really, really impressed me this weekend was the Houston Cougars. They had a abysmal first half, down by 10, I believe, and then they just came out and absolutely whomped Auburn on the road, basically, playing in Birmingham. I was a little low on Houston, but now I am I am on the wagon of the yeah. Houston Cougars. And yeah, I know Sasha's happy good. to do that. Um, and hopefully, like, six days off for, for uh, Marcus Sasser and Jamal Shedd will help them out as well because they were both dealing with, like, a little bit of nagging injuries. Um, I like Houston over Miami, but Houston – Probably, uh, well, not probably. They have a lot tougher road than Alabama to reach the Final Four. They've got Miami, who was really good in the ACC all year. And then they've got Xavier or Texas. And I would say Texas is the best, second best team in a region left, if that makes sense. Some might argue that they're the first best team left, but Houston's number one in like all the computer metrics. So I'd have to give that to Houston. But if you look at like Alabama's region, San Diego State's the highest seed left. Um, in the in the West, you've got UCLA as the two seed, and then that that's a tough one too. UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn are all really good, but then like down in the East, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, Kansas State, Michigan State, the Midwest is shaping up to be pretty tough for Houston to get out of. But I did pick them to win it all, so I'd have to agree with you, P. They look good, and hopefully that ends up being the case. I mean, again, the storyline, Houston and Houston, right? But I agree. It's, I mean, Texas does look pretty good. They came out, um, although, <laughs> although they only won by five, and I haven't by, had to win by five and a half, so that's one of my many bad beats of the weekend. But uh, I do think they look good, and I agree with you that really that West region with UCLA, Gonzaga, um, it's, it's just – those two are going to be good, but only one's going to come yeah. out of that. If if you know? Kansas was still alive in the West, that would be by far the most stacked region left. But the fact that they don't have their one seed and like the Midwest and the South still have Alabama and Houston, it's hard to argue against those regions too. But Arkansas yeah. is no slouch, and UConn's just underseeded like at like nobody's business. They should easily be a two seed, especially the way they're playing right now. They look unstoppable. I think they're the favorites in the in that West. Uh, UConn is very court. good, and they're they're maybe good enough to be a two seed, but they shouldn't be a two seed because based on what they did on the court, they didn't earn a two seed throughout the year. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're like Ken Palm, what, yeah. Five or um, but if so, you're just going to seed on Ken Palm, K, you would have been a three seed. So, it, like, yeah, fair, fair enough. Better seeding for yeah. better draw, probably. I'm not very happy with the draw we got, so I'm. I'm just airing out my grievances right now. So sorry about that. Speaking of KU, can we give a shout out to their athletic trainers? Because I thought Harris broke his ankle at the end of that first half. Did they just piece it back together or what? Because he did the old, is is it a KU thing? Because he did the Paul Pierce, you know, had to get carried off the court almost 
just to come back and have a, I mean, incredible second half. Didn't quite make it, but maybe they missed the Miyagi nonetheless. <laughs> you you don't know what Mr. Miyagi does, B? No, I do. It's like you teach somebody by not actually no, teaching no, no, them, no. but you're learning. Mr. Miyagi has so, magic healing powers, <laughs> P. Rewatch the movie. Oh, oh, I, I, I thought you meant like, no, that's like wax on. Yeah, you got Miyagi. <laughs> no, no, no. Wax on, wax yeah, on. Yeah, wash my car. <laughs> Go wash Sasha's, right. Sasha's car tonight. You'll learn yeah. It's a good idea. Well, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start teaching intern P karate and, and see what we can get done around the house around here. The uh, the dishes yep. and <laughs> feeding the dog, taking the dog on a walk. Hey, if you go eight thousand steps with this dog, paint the fence. We can use something. that. The old paint the fence trick. Yeah. Anyways, that <laughs> that went off the rails in a hurry. Uh, just real quick on Kansas. We're you know we're based in Kansas here, so we can spend a little time on those teams. They win that game if Bill Self's coaching, right? 100%. I'm going 1,000%. They blew it in the last, what, six minutes? They, I was sitting next to some chick at the bar, and she's like, I'm buying my ch- I'm buying my flight to Vegas to go to the Sweet 16. And I look at her, I'm like, dude, there's still six minutes left in this game. And sure enough, six minutes went by, and we lost the game. Yeah, that's... that. I mean, really, and I thought McCullers was playing really good, and him fouling out. What did he foul out with? I mean, two minutes left, maybe. But I thought he started coming on really well, um, playing possibly the best defense out there. And he was shooting lights out. So when he fouled out, because he was the most intense I felt on defense. But I thought that was a big blow to them once he left the game. Yeah, that 100%. But in all reality, that game happened in like day four of a five-day bender for me. So I can't say that I can give any real analysis on the KU game other than they blew a 10-point lead and lost. That was the only reason I remember so much is because I got home from New Orleans at 3.30. The game was at 4.15. And uh, my in-laws and the entire family came over to watch it with me. So instead of napping, I got to watch that game. They're all big KU fans, so I just kind of had to sit there in silence. But... Took it all in. Um, they were gracious in the loss. But how about uh, a Muscleman taking his shirt off and flexing on him afterwards? What a dude what a looked great. Dude looked good. He looks great. He's like 55, I mean, he's, man. He looked like he's in a lot better shape chiseled. than he could be. I don't know if he's in exactly like I'm going to take my shirt off in front of the whole world shape, but I'm not one to talk. <laughs> I, yeah, I've seen you. Yeah, off exactly. That's why I'm not one to talk. I mean, the Chiefs <laughs> did win the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago. Who do you think's in better shape, the uh, Muscleman or Schefter, when he did that stupid Monday Night Football with the chains? Pretty on? close, actually. Pretty close. Schefter had a better physique than you would expect. That's true. That's true for being just a. I mean, what is? Is he even a blogger? Is he just? A, I mean, he's a TV personality. Yeah. But all he does, even when he's on TV, is just sits there and texts. He's a newsbreaker, man. He's got all the he's got all the sources. That's where you go to when you need your NFL news. Shepard's an insider. I do have a question for you guys. I do have a question before we get off the rails of college basketball. You have to pick a winner right now. Who we picking? I know we kind of touched on it before, but like gun to your head, who you taking? I mean, gun to my head. Like I'm sticking. Okay, well, I'm it's like an unloaded gun. Based on not having a gun to my head, I'm sticking with my original pick of Houston, because uh, that's what I picked in my bracket. And if it happens, I could probably probably win a couple of the brackets that I'm in potentially. Uh, but Alabama is probably the best team. Let's be honest. I got Alabama. I've got Houston sure. and Alabama playing in the title bracket. game. So. Yeah, I've got. Bama. I, uh, I have another. I have another underdog for you guys. I know you love. I mean, I've basically covered my bases here, but you can never uh, count out Tom Izzo in the Michigan Spartans. Uh, they are a sneaky seventh seed, and they have a pretty easy road. I to say the, the easiest road out of the, the the other four main good teams. I mean, they have to play K State, which is no slouch, but 
I don't really enjoy K-State, so I'm just going to hope they lose um, against Michigan State. And then Tennessee and FAU, FAU didn't look that good against a very, I guess you could say poor, fairly Dickinson yeah. team. They won by seven, and then that dude dunked at the end, which was pretty controversial. Was, yeah, but controversial. I'm on a, he missed the dunk. I know, so. They were up eight already. Yeah. So, so I agree with Michigan State, and I love Tom Izzo. I've always thought he's one of the best. I mean, obviously, he is one of the best college basketball coaches. Um, but if I recall correctly, I don't know if anybody else remembers seeing this because I was, you know, it had to be what three p.m. I'm down on uh, you know Bourbon Street, probably on beer seventeen of the day. Did he break his playboard yeah. during a timeout? Yeah, he point? broke his whiteboard right in half. <laughs> I looked up and saw that, and I was just like. Because I just saw some guy face plant on the ground, and uh, just hit concrete. I was like, "Am I just seeing things now, or did that actually happen?" So I'm glad it did happen. So the weekend wasn't a complete. Yeah, uh, K State's going to wax the floor with Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State's not good. Really? No. But they have Izzo. It's March. Oh, it's, here's the it's thing: January, February, Izzo, because Izzo's great in the round of 32 in the Elite Eight. You get them on the first game of the weekend. Uh, so he either loses in the first yeah. round or the Sweet 16. Once he gets one game away from the Final Four, he's going. So K-State's going to beat him uh, in the first game there and then probably play Florida Atlantic for a chance to go to the Final Four, which is a pretty good draw for them. I've got a pretty wild stat. So Izzo's made 15. He's made it to the tournament 25 times in a row. Right, and he's made it to the Sweet 16 15 out of 25 times. Okay, so last night Gonzaga again, team that doesn't cover for me, minus four and a half. They go 16 for 25 from the free throw line, which is actually a worse percentage than Izzo making the Sweet 16. It's a one game better percentage, but almost. Speaking of Zaga. Speaking of Zaga, what does this do for Mark? He uh, ends up winning this tournament somehow with a pretty inferior team in comparison to what he's had before. I mean, if he wins this tournament, which it's so under the under the radar, like no one's even talking about Gonzaga, which I think is helping him so much because in the past it's like, oh, can the, this one seed do it again? But no one's talking about Gonzaga, and I think they have a real shot as yeah, well. Yeah, and so so let's let's take this Zaga. I, I like Gonzaga. Let's take this Zags question real quick, and then we're going to get to a break and break down each region uh, and what we think is going to happen from it. Gonzaga has made eight straight Sweet 16s. It's the longest streak in the country. Like, for all the talk about they don't play anyone during the year and they don't, like, they're not tournament tested when they come in, they sure as hell do well in the tournament most of the time. Um, now, they don't have the same team that they've had in, like, when they made the national title game two out of the last five or six years. Uh, but that would be fitting that he would take a team that's less heralded and, and do something he's never been able to do with a team like 2021 when they had the number one overall seed and came in undefeated. Uh, so I think, I think the Zags are playing with a little bit of chip on their shoulder this year and UCLA's down a guy. So I think they have a good chance to make the elite eight. Uh, although UConn, like P mentioned earlier, is playing really well. So that could be an interesting matchup if they get there. But I would not be surprised at all if Gonzaga found its way into the Final Four. I'm with you. The Zags are hot. They're And they started off so bad last night. Um, Timmy getting a little bit of foul trouble, having to sit out. Weren't hitting a lot of shots. But then they came out just on fire that second half. So they are playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, I agree. Um, but here's a question real quick. If Gonzaga does not win, do you think, uh, Timmy transfers? Cause he'll be in the, he can be a graduate and transfer. You think he transfers to a different school to give himself a Are chance? Are you sure that Timmy hasn't exhausted his he's eligibility? I, he's got more. He's got I think one he's more, got one he's, more because of COVID. He's transferring no matter what. He's not good enough to go to the, or the NBA. And he's making a, I would say, a substantial amount of money right now playing college basketball. And I'm sure a lot of teams would throw the absolute 
take the Gardas truck. Is that what those are called? With the, the people that come around and do money, like they would just throw the truck out of them. Uh, they would take whatever you want. I, I think it's Garda, but yeah, garnish is, is good it Garda? too. I love garnishes. The Garda. No, I said Garda. The Gardas. I thought it was G A R D A S. <laughs> yeah. Might be a garbage truck full of cash. Full of cash. Right. <laughs> I would throw my I would throw my truck that I have in the the garage. All right, you know uh, what? With my money, I'll just it, I'll just you heard it here first. Drew Timmy's going to be a Wichita State Shocker next year. <laughs> no. Maybe if Marshall comes back. Maybe. Yeah, we got to go to break, break after that one. Because that was to the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. On the other side, we're going to break down these regions. We'll tell you who's going to be in the Final Four. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment? Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around, winning Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into BroStorm Sports. Pearson popped a NyQuil during the break, so we're going to have to go pretty quick here before he falls asleep with an apple in his mouth. Uh, but we're excited to <laughs> we're excited to get you ready for this weekend of March Madness. We covered a lot of what's going on or what went on last weekend. Uh, so I'm gonna take we're gonna take this region by region, kind of just tell you what we think is gonna happen in each region and go from there. So I'm gonna start in the top left quadrant of your bracket, the South. You've got Alabama versus San Diego State and Creighton versus Princeton. We all just said Alabama was the best team. Isn't it weird that it's in the top left, though? It's the south, but it's in the top left of the bracket. I just, it is know, kind of confusing. That's just one of my, uh, one of my things I noticed. It's, yeah, it's not Anyways. ideal by any means, but it's one of those kind of like the algebra and math. I know you don't know that well, too well. And the west is on the right side. It the just east is sense. on the left side. It's all very confusing. Also, I mean, while we're on the topic, why is it the – East, West, South, and Midwest. They just, they're sliding North. <laughs> yeah, if I was North, I'd not, I would not be happy right now, but they actually are inanimate, inanimate objects, so yeah, I don't think they really point. care that much. So anyways, top left quadrant, the South. What are we thinking? Creighton, <laughs> oh. I gotta, I got to stick with my guns. Taylor Shireman, Andrew Nimhart, Cockbrenner. They are going to run over Princeton and then they're going to outshoot Alabama. Creighton to the Final Four. Book it. Stick with my guns. I love the confidence. And I would love nothing more than to see Princeton just somehow pull out a win. But I, so I've got Creighton and then I got Bama and then Bama taking, taking that game probably by, I bet the spread's only like six. So I'll probably bet on them. They'll probably cover by at least five. Yeah. So, or not cover and win by five. Just in P's defense, uh, Matt Lorland, if I could talk, Matt Norlander, shout out Ion College Basketball Podcast, did pick Creighton to go to the Final Four before the tournament started. So he's looking, he's looking pretty solid now, but I've got Alabama coming out of there. Um, and even if Alabama were to lose to San Diego State, I don't think Creighton would make the Final Four. I think the Aztecs would get them. That's just not true at all. That you know that with the bottom of your heart, you just can't do it. You just can't say it. You know that if San Diego State pulls out against Alabama, didn't Creighton lose by like sixteen to Marquette in the Big East title game? I don't. Yeah, care. Marquette and their stupid coach Shaka Smart. I hate that guy. Yeah. So. It's consensus. We have Alabama coming out of the South. Uh, <laughs> Two out of three. Consensus. Two out of three. No. Two out of three no. is a consensus. No. It's not an overwhelming consensus, but it is a majority. Um, next, bottom left quadrant, we've got the East. You got Florida Atlantic taking on Tennessee and Kansas State taking on Michigan State. So the problem here is Florida Atlantic has completely limped in. 
to this. One, they barely won. They shouldn't have won against Memphis. That was an absolute bullshit end of the game. But I got Tennessee beating Florida Atlantic. And then I think one of the games of the weekend besides Zags-UCLA is going to be that K-State-Michigan State game. I think that's going to be a really good game. I do think K-State edges them out. So I got Tennessee, K-State. But then I think or K-State runs out of gas, and I think Tennessee goes to the Final Four. Hey, Nick, what do you think the spread is Michigan on the Michigan State, State K- Congratulations. K-State I was going to say probably by one and a half. I didn't ask asking. I was just asking if he knew. I wasn't hating. I liked the pick. I just didn't think it was going to be two points. Yeah, it's surprising, State. actually. I think that line will Sorry. Move. K-State's going to have the best two players on the floor in that game. So. Yeah, Keontae Johnson Noel, another short king stand-up. Saw him at a bar the other weekend. Um, he told me that he was guaranteeing an NCAA championship. So. Were you, were you, you wearing KU gear when he said that to you? I was wearing a nice flannel. They probably thought I was looking cute. So you didn't tell me you saw Marquise Noel. That seems like pertinent yeah, I saw information. Yeah, and Marquise. We talked to him for like, yeah, we did. All right. We were at a bar on. Uh, yeah. So they were out with you at Fake Patties. Yeah, they showed up after the West Virginia game on their flight, and they just walked in and like started saying about it. Would you say you're fully recovered from Fake Patties? No chance. Then I think I got to go with Michigan State in that game. All right. Fair enough. That's a good point. I'd say I'm switching to Michigan State. Michigan State, Tennessee. I I think at that point I got to take Michigan State to go to the Final Four then. No, I'm out of that region, though, for real. I'm taking Tennessee. They looked good. Their defense is back. Rick Barnes just needed some, like, no expectations, I guess. Every year at Texas, when he was at Texas, they always had these big expectations. And now they're under the radar, just like Gonzaga is. And I think that's so beneficial to this team. And yeah, I had K-State in my original bracket. And there's no reason to switch from that now, being that the one and two seed got knocked out. So I'll go Kansas State to come out of the East. Top. My wife had, we're, we're talking about our brackets. My wife had... Uh, K-State versus KU in the national championship, which I thought I actually laughed out loud at. And then uh, once KU lost, I was like, well, you still got K-State. And she was like, I hate K-State so much. (laughs) That's obnoxious. (laughs) Yeah. There's not a lot of love lost between K-State and KU fans, I've noticed. I hate K-State. I hate them. I I, I hate them. They're... uh... We're not a football school. They're not a basketball school. It's just, you know, you know how If it is. you were to party in Lawrence or Manhattan, which would you choose? A party or go to the bars? It's it's a different it's a different vibe right. there. The party scene in Manhattan is a little bit better, but the bars in, in KU are uh, they're pretty elite to say the least. They're, they're cheap and uh, there's a lot of uh, women there. What What do you mean by that? Well, I, I'm just saying there's a lot of I girls I think it's there. like a 50-50 split. I know that's pretty good for a bar, honestly, if you think about it. Yeah, that's valid. Is there a certain type of woman you're looking for? Yeah, the hot <laughs> ones, Nick. What do, you, what do you want me to say? I mean, can you describe to us the perfect woman that you'd find in a bar? This could be this could be entertaining pod <laughs> content, P. Let's, let's describe uh, it. Let's put the. Let me give you a scenario. So it's uh, Friday night. It's seven thirty p.m. P just finished his third Smirnoff ice. You're walking into the bar with your boys, popped collars. What are you looking for? Well, I'm like five nine, so preferably like a chick that's like five four, maybe like brunette. I don't know. Maybe wearing like a hat, like a baseball cap. That that's attractive. Um, maybe like a Cubs hat. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, just you know, cool vibe. Cool. Maybe she'll take a shot with me. I don't know. You know, like, Giselle. Cool. You buying shots than five, or four, two? Right. You know, Giselle's taller than five four, huh? right? Well, she's out of my league, but I still try. So, P, if you just hit your ten dollar parlay for seventy eight bucks, 
Are you buying the shots? Or are you gonna ask her if she can buy them? Oh, if I hit my parlay for seventy eight bucks, I'm buying the whole table. I'm spending every single dollar of that at the bar. No doubt in my mind. This off of pure joy of winning round a parlay. Rumble, man. Shot rounds on me. Let's do it. <laughs> round of rumblemen, hundred percent. Yeah, it's wild. You strike me as the like, hey, do you want to buy me a drink, guy? Is that is not that's not how you're rolling? Well, I've gotten denied so many times. Like, I'll like buy them a drink, you know, and they'll take it, and then they just walk away. And that's one of the most demoralizing feats in a man's life I think you could have. I mean, you're like, hey, you get the confidence to go up to this girl, like, hey, like, can I buy you a drink? They're like, oh yeah, and then they just walk away. Like, I met your mom at a bar, and uh, that that sounds like just a really bad joke, but (laughs) it's actually true. But I'm pretty sure she just hung around after I bought her a drink because she was hoping I'd buy her more drinks, Um, (laughs) which might have happened. Sounds about right. (laughs) <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you a trick p here's a trick if you're gonna buy him a drink you gotta say hey i'm gonna buy you a drink but you gotta talk to my buddy over there he really likes you oh but then what if what if she likes the buddy then i'm really out yeah. then i lose her and my friends so that's why you buy one for one of her friends because then it keeps the whole group around I'm a little lost at where you're coming from, but uh, that's yeah, let's okay. Go. I think we should go into the next let's, bracket. Let's go to the top you right quadrant. But just for the record, I'm going to trust Nick more on how to pick up chicks than you. So I, I, I believe in whatever it is he's saying. Top right quadrant, the Midwest. You got Houston taking on Miami and Xavier taking on Texas. What do you guys think about the Midwest? So I think it goes back to you talking about Houston and getting that rest. Um, if they're, I mean, if their guys are fully rest, I mean, six days, they're not going to be fully healed, but you get six days of recovery. And so I'm going to go with Houston taking that. And then Texas, I think that's going to be, you know, the, the highest two seeds coming out um, of their uh, respected, you know, quadrant. But then I think Texas is going to take it over because, that back to back on you know hurt hamstrings or what did what is uh, Sasser has a groin the other and Shed has like a hyperextended knee. Yeah, so I mean, if you can play one game on that, but coming back, you know, just over you know twenty four hours later, that's tough. So I'll go with Texas coming out of there. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, I think it's pretty chalky here in this region. I don't think a lot of people know about Miami, unfortunately, but they are a guard university. They have three just elite guards and Isaiah Wong. And then another guy, Miller, I don't know his first name, but he's elite. And then Nigel Pack, he was a former K-State guy. uh, And he's really good too. And it's going to be who can make the most shots, who can make the most plays, I guess. And I think Houston's guards are a little bit above Miami's, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And if you love college basketball, this is the game for you to really sit down Buckle in and yeah, watch wear it. your seatbelt for sure. I've got Houston and Texas moving to the Elite Eight as well, and Houston making the Final Four. All right, down in the bottom right-hand quadrant, the West region, Arkansas versus UConn, Gonzaga versus UCLA. Sasha, I want you to start this one off because I want to hear about uh, this Wichita State guard playing for Arkansas. What do you got on him? Yeah, Ricky Council the fourth. Um he was the best player on the Shockers last year, but for whatever reason came off to the came off the bench anyways and like played like twenty two minutes a game and always scored a ton of points when he was in, but they didn't play him enough. He got an NIL deal to go to Arkansas. Shockers were late on getting their collective going. They got Craig Porter Jr. back, but they could not retain the services of Ricky Council the fourth. He now leads Arkansas in scoring and made like one of the all SEC teams. I don't know which one. Uh it's it's pretty annoying. If you're following the NCAA tournament closely, Jamarius Burton, former shocker, was also on Pittsburgh, uh one of their leading scorers. Uh Eric Stevenson, former shocker, was on West Virginia. Oh, New Mexico had a former shocker. They didn't make the tournament, but Mo Udesi scored like 15 a game for them. Dexter Dennis was on Texas A&M. 
I'm disgusted. Grant Sherfield was Oklahoma's leading scorer this year. He's a former shocker. Uh, basically, like, you could make an easy Final Four team out of former shockers. Thanks for rubbing it in, Nick. I still don't want to rub it in. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, Ricky Council actually uh, wrecked my world on a Saturday night. It really did ruin the vibe. If KU wins that game, I am ecstatic. Who knows where I'm? I might be in jail right now, actually, if KU That's won that game. Point. So maybe it's good. Uh, I was on cloud nine for a little bit, and then I wasn't. Uh, so that was uh, it. Was one of the most heartbreaking losses I've had as a fan in a while because I'm kind of older now, and I was kind of young, didn't really care. So, but it's probably my first year not playing baseball, being like, I love this team. And they just tore my heart out, and that's okay. Um, but I have UConn. I don't think KU is going to beat UConn anyways this next round without Bill Self. So I'm taking UConn to the Final Four against So really quick question, UCLA. though. Since we're talking about Ricky Council the fourth, generationally, how many Ricky Councils preceded Ricky Council the fourth? Just That's trivia time. That would be three generations. You would think what, that. What is, what is that? Three generations. His dad is Ricky the Council fourth. the first. His older brother is Ricky Council the second. And his other older brother is Ricky uh, Council the third. Uh, <laughs> dude, get out of here. His dad named <laughs> all of his kids Are Ricky you sure Council. That's not George no, Foreman. No, yeah, it's it's George Foreman <laughs> George Foreman part two. Georgette. Yeah. Georgina. That's that's an incredible stat. Yeah, it is. What a trivia question. What a trivia question. But I've got so, I mean, I'm going to stick with the, he's not a Wichita State alum, but the, you know, the Wichita State shocker, Rich, Ricky Council, the fourth, with three older, two older brothers and a dad. Also, same name, different numbers. Um, I'm going to pick them. I got UCLA coming out, uh, beating the beating the Zags. And then I got UCLA winning that. So I got UCLA going to the final four. Yeah, there. and I'll go uh, UConn to also beat the Fighting Ricky Councils um, and the Zags to go to the Elite Eight and then UConn to beat Gonzaga. So there you have it. I can- yeah, so I, I, have, uh, I have UConn Creighton in the final. You know, I had to, I had to roll with my boys. Uh, I really do think that UConn's going to win it, although – I'm going to hedge heavy probably tonight when after this NyQuil, I'll probably do it and I won't remember it. Uh, so I will be taking UConn and Creighton in the national championship, UConn winning it all in this nice little all right. NCAA so Alabama. So you're going to hedge on, you're going to hedge on DraftKings for like 12 bucks, Creighton not to win. I mean, UConn to win, and then if they both lose, then I'm really in trouble. I mean, I'm out 20 bucks. Yeah, if so. they both lose, yeah. big trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be able to go to the bar this week. He likes that joke. Yeah, my mortgage. (laughs) But well, out of that final four, because I got Bama, Bama playing Michigan State. I think Michigan State just gets destroyed in that. Bama will come out and win there, Uh, and then Texas UCLA. I think that'll be another great game. But I'm gonna go with UCLA coming out there. And then Bama won it all. So I'm going to stick with my original from last week with Bama, UCLA, and so Bama. He's got it. UConn versus Creighton in the title game. Nick's got Bama, UCLA with Bama winning it. And I'll stick to my original title game Houston versus Bama, Houston winning it all. Let's take a quick break. Go ahead. And I do love this. Hold on. I do love that we're doing this right now because I know. By next week on the podcast, we're all probably going to be 100% wrong, and I'm going to love it. And then we're going to have to do this all over again. So it's going to be really good insight. Yeah, it's going to be great insight. The final four will be set by the next time you hear from us. So keep that in mind. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get you caught up a little bit on the NBA and World Baseball Classic for a few minutes, and then we'll get out of here. Keep listening. Welcome back into Bro Storm Sports. As we speak, Japan and Mexico are getting after it in the World Baseball Classic. Mexico's leading 5-4 in the top of the ninth, so that'll go final probably at some point uh, during the remainder of this podcast, but you'll have to look that up on your Score Mobile app 
because uh, we're not going to be able to give that to you. It's almost over. USA is going to play the winner of that game in the final on Tuesday night. Uh, it should be exciting stuff. P, have you been catching the World Baseball Classic? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm a huge baseball guy. I love watching the, these all-star teams. I mean, you get to see Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner go up against these Shohei Otanis, all these guys. It's it's fun to watch these guys come into their country and really fight for them. But there's been a lot of backlash on uh, Twitter and ESPN and stuff like that because one of the – Edwin Diaz, he got hurt during the WBC. So there's a lot of people that are uh, – What's term looking for? They're not very happy with it. They're like, why would you play this game? It doesn't even matter, but I think it matters a lot. Maybe it's for not you guys, but how do you guys feel, I guess? Does it seem like they're a little more colorful while they're playing right now? Being for their, color, for their country? Dude. or just seems like they're oh, yeah, celebrating more. They're more 100%. frustrated and I've things heard, like that. I've heard like, a lot of reports coming out of it that the players are saying like it's like a college football atmosphere it's it's a bigger atmosphere than playing in the World Series. So, like, these dudes are getting into it. Well, and I heard that, was it for the Japan game? Like, 90% of TVs were turned on to the game during it. So, which is just incredible. But the best thing that I've seen come out of it so far was after Trey Turner hitting that bomb. Who's that against? It was against Venezuela. It was in the semis. So after he yeah. hit that bomb, I saw on Twitter just, oh, Trey, can you see? Just tweets coming out and the video of it. I was like, that's pretty awesome. But he just pimped that. Yeah, it's cool to see, it's cool to see in the USA because I don't want to say baseball is declining in our country, but in our reality it is. So this is kind of a good little bump to kind of get everybody in. People love the USA. They see the USA, and no matter what it is, they're going to tune in and they're going to watch. They're going to support just like the World Cup. I mean, we don't watch soccer, but every four years, man, we're on the USA side yeah. every single time. I mean, I'll watch soccer. I'll watch the World Cup. I really had not paid any attention besides Great Britain's jerseys to the World Baseball Classic, but which are still hilarious. Um, but yeah. seeing, it was looked like I probably could have made <laughs> You probably could have done better, P. I, I want to be shocked. That's what I'm saying. Shocked me. Um, but I have seen some clips, and it's, you know, those guys on all the other countries' teams, just how animated they are, especially the pitchers and stuff when they give up a home run. Or if somebody gets a big hit, it seems like the dugouts are going just nuts, which is kind of frowned upon in the MLB right now, which is kind of dumb. So I like seeing yeah. uh, the animation on the yeah, players. Yeah, the cool thing coming at, like, watching the Japan team is fun, too, because – more and more players are coming over from Japan to the MLB and they have some of those guys, but they also have like, they had this dude pitching today. That's 21 years old. That like at some point his contract will run out in Japan and he'll be in the U S he's throwing like one Oh one with a splitty. And he's like the biggest prospect there is. And it's just a sneak peek at some guys that'll be in the major leagues down the line. Sasha, have you ever, you ever caught for a guy that threw no, one? Not lately or ever. <laughs> actually i don't think i could do it i don't think i could catch the ball i mean i know i couldn't now but i think even in my prime i don't think i could have caught the ball unless they're just dotting what age car. would you say your prime was uh right 19 i can dig that how many dingers did you hit when you were 19 no dingers i had i i had a no dinger uh but i wasn't 19 i was 18 can you how many dingers you hit when you were 18 or 19? Um, in my career, I hit two. I'm not done yet, though. You still got um, eligibility? I do. I still have three years of eligibility, actually, because of COVID. I'm actually not. Re- I mean, if there's any teams listening that need a, a five-star, five-tool outfield, five-tool podcast, uh, just hit my line. I'll be here. What, yeah, yeah, five tool what tools are those? Could you name those five tools here? You got to offer? Yeah, it's yeah, it's speed. Uh, he was about yeah. to say power, and then and then plus, that's really <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna name five for you. I was gonna include picking up chicks at Emerson Biggins. Uh, was gonna be the top one. That's not where I think chicks. You, you got to go. I go to the nice bars, man. I, I want the the fancy Dudley's. Oh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> 
the listeners are not going to know what that is, but uh, everybody knows both, the type of place. They're both cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's it's whatever. But it has. I mean, it has been awesome to watch. Sasha, have you been watching it a bunch? Uh, so I started tonight with the Mexico versus Japan game, and I'll probably <laughs> watch. I'll catch the final tomorrow night, USA versus whoever comes out. So. Otani is at the guy right now in the top of the nine, at the bottom of the ninth. So well, uh, we might get the final. In that case, we let's do like two minutes on the NBA and show. let's go watch Shohei Otani bat. Maybe it'll be a long at bat. The The Eastern Conference is coming down to like a big uh, race for the one seed. The Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Boston Celtics. I'm supposed to say the Celtics. Weeks suck. ago or something. I mean, they they really are on a downturn. But yeah. Sometimes it's one of those, are they playing for seeding maybe? But I don't know who, because if they got in, because they may have to play the Nets or something. Or not the Nets, the Heat. No. You want the one, because those are the three best teams. And if you're a two or a three, right. you're going to have to play the other two, both of them. So you want the one for sure. So there would be no reason for them to be be losing at this point. Shohei Otani did just hit a double for all you guys uh, listening uh, that didn't catch the game. Uh, It is five to four now, bottom of the ninth. Uh, Shohei Otani did just hit a double. Real quick, I could be playing. Real quick, um, just tell me: is the big Quesarito still coming out of the West? P. Yes, I did put a future on it. Um, I love futures now. I think I'm a big future guy. They're very fun to be like. Yeah, I have this money on it. Then, like, you get the swings of being like, yes, I'm really right. But then you're never actually right. But So it's right, fun to be right, right for a little bit. Uh, yes, yeah, so I am taking the big case Cerrito. Hopefully he can get it done. But, you know, it's the NBA. These guys are professionals. I mean, the Suns are definitely coming out of the West, they're gonna be there unfortunately. To win, so. so it's really anybody's. Delaying the inevitable. Again, if you could cash out on so. that for, you know, 11 I'd probably take that. But, I don't know. Really is a mortgage. I actually have I actually have thirty five on this one. I'm gonna I just keep adding, I just keep adding to it. All right. Yeah, yeah I mean, we learned a lot a today. Can, Sons yes. are coming out of the West. P's a degenerate gambler, and the Houston Cougars are going to win the NCAA tournament. That's going to do it for the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. No. Uh, no, 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 you're no. welcome on Houston giving me tips on picking up chicks. That's my final Nick, word. You got a final word? <laughs> yep. Nick, the pickup master. That's Appreciate what they call him. That's going to do it for the Brostorm Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Follow us on the socials TikTok, Instagram. Check out Brostorm Locks. Give us five stars. Subscribe, rate, the whole nine yards. Thanks for listening to the pod. This has been the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. See you next time.